everybody, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I discuss one topic from woke Marxism in kind of bullet point fashion so that you can understand it, so that we can beat it. Today, I actually want to talk about the class concept itself. Within Marxist thought, you're supposed to identify with your class. You're not supposed to identify as an individual, right? You're, an individual is sublated, as the phrasing goes, into the class. So your class identity becomes the basis of your identity. This is the idea of class consciousness, or in kind of derivatives, we would have critical consciousness, feminist consciousness, anti-racist consciousness, or critical race consciousness, queer consciousness, and so on, uh, which I've I think adequately explained is a Gnostic orientation, referring back to the ancient um, kind of heretical is not even the right word, evil, self-worshipping religion of Gnosticism, the cult religion of Gnosticism. Gnostic beliefs always make a cult. And in fact, that's what I wanted to communicate today is that the class and this class identification is cult identification. And I want to talk about a particular feature that you actually see a lot, uh, but it's important to understanding, for example, diversity and inclusion um, of this class mentality, this class-based identification mentality. This is kind of why sometimes I refer to, we, you know, you hear the term identity politics. I refer to this as, as uh, sometimes identity Gnosticism, but it's not really identity Gnosticism. The more uh, general name for the broad phenomenon that we call woke that stretches all the way back to Rousseau through Kant, Hegel, and Marx, and all of these new derivatives in the identity politics would be sociological Gnosticism, and the characters that are involved in it would be social Gnostics. So they're looking at a social class, and that is... Uh, the embodiment of who people are meant to be and the way that they identify with the class is so seamless that they 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 believe that they are the awakened members of that class that are the only ones that know what it really means to be in that class. And thus they are the uh, kind of Gnostic elect of that class and thus commensurate with the true expression of that class. Now that was all very abstract, but I'll give you um, some examples. I think this will make it a lot more palpable. And the first one I'm going to give, because it turns out they're really, really, really transparent with it here. It's everywhere in all of these different social Gnostic categories. It's everywhere. But they're really transparent with it within those portions of feminism that are really feminist Gnosticism. Now, to summarize really quickly uh, the Gnostic religion, um, the idea is that there is a evil force called a demiurge that constructs reality such that it imprisons people uh, to in, in this fallen material world. But if you knew who you were in reality as a spiritual being, you might be able to escape that uh, fallen state and that imprisonment in your being. And what I've claimed in the past is that these social Gnostic religions or cults, including in this case feminism, but I'm not going to limit myself to feminism, actually put the spiritual aspect of life in the social environment. It's not I, but we, that becomes the spiritual concept, this sort of idea that we're all one or that the community is all one and that we're greater than ourselves through our community. This taken to kind of a bizarre sociological spiritual concept 
is the location. So the powerful classes in society become this demiurge, this evil spirit or evil force or the archons under it that will then contour your reality. And Marx, of course, called that contouring material determinism and uh, the woke call it structural determinism. So with the feminists are really, really bad about giving away the game. And what I'm trying to tell you is that what they're giving away is that they're Gnostics. Not all feminists are different. There are more types of feminists out there. When we were writing cynical theories, we tried to be thorough at first when we wrote the chapter on feminism and gender studies. And it turns out that even there, there were at least 26 was the number that we had arrived at. And I'm sure it's an underestimate. Completely different branches of feminist thought, most of which that don't agree with one another. So we boiled it down. Originally, we tried to boil it down to three, but we couldn't. So we had to boil it down to four kind of broad strokes characterizations. And that was obviously not good enough. In other words, feminism is complicated, but the parts of feminism that are genuinely a Gnostic cult give themselves away this way. And this is something I've experienced a lot. And recently, uh, you'll say something like, the feminists, blah, 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 or very specifically, radical feminists, blah, blah, blah. And you tell, you, for example, radical feminists created the theoretical concepts and the idea of gender as a social construction to be evaluated through critique, in other words, critical constructivism, that over time evolved into queer theory and has led literally to the trans phenomenon and men adopting female uh, trans identity and demanding access to women's bathrooms and other private spaces and sports and everything else. And so now I've blamed radical feminists. In fact, we could name a lot of the ones. In fact, if we did a thorough literature review, we could name lots of them. It's not that hard to do it, uh, at least at the superficial level, all beginning with the sex gender distinction pioneered and laid out in particular by Simone de Beauvoir, which I've put out in podcast form at length before. And so you say this very specific group of radical feminist academics did something that had these negative consequences, not just uh, in the world, but specifically for women. And they will tell you that they're Gnostic and that they are the Gnostic elect of the class called women this way. They'll translate your use of the word radical feminists or feminists to women. And if you try to say, no, I'm talking about a handful of particular people, most of whom were women, some of whom were not, they will then translate that into women. They will say all women bear responsibility for this bad thing that's happening with trans men entering spaces, autogonophiles, and so on. And that's not what you said, but there's, it's not it's not nothing that they do this. It's in fact very indicative of their mindset. You see, they are the ones who have the true consciousness of what it means to be a woman. They are the true spokespeople, spokespeople of women. So when you accuse feminists who has have a form of gnosis called feminism, which is a secret saving knowledge that resists the demiurgic power of patriarchy and its tools of misogyny, that are evil spirits that are contouring their lives. If you say that, that, that these Gnostics in any way whatsoever might be responsible for causing harm, instantaneously what they do is they speak up and they point out that when they hear feminists, they think all women. 
because they think they are the true representatives of the class. And this is actually what the woke or the social Gnostic cults do. They try to get you to identify with your class. And it doesn't have to just be feminists. I'm not picking on feminists here. The capital B black where Nicole Hannah Jones from the 1619 Project New York Times Magazine came out and said there's a difference between being racially black and politically black with a capital B. What she was saying is that there are Gnostic elite awakened, or I should say Gnostic elect awakened politically black activists who happen also to be black, who have the true expression of what it means to be black. And I know that many black conservatives will immediately relate to this and that many people have seen how black conservatives have been treated by this politically black cadre, you know, as Ayanna Presley put it, black faces who want to be black voices or brown faces who want to be brown voices. She didn't say it that way. She said, we don't want any more black faces who don't want to be black voices and so on. So what she's saying is that there is a Gnostic election that means that you truly understand what it means to be a member of your class, in this case, the so-called black community, in the case with feminism, women. Feminists are the true spokespeople for women, be in representative of all women, because they are the elect among women who understand what it really means to be a woman, while all the other women have false or patriarchal or neoliberal consciousness, or they've subscribed to the wrong kind of feminism, like choice feminism or neoliberal feminism or something. Same thing over here with CRT. You have your awakened politically black capital B Gnostics, and they are the true spokespeople for the black community writ large, because they're the ones who don't have false consciousness, internalized racism, uh, race traitor attitudes. They're not, you know, any number of these racial slurs like Oreos and coconuts indicating Uh, or Uncle Tom's or whatever else, indicating that they've sold out or that they are black or brown on the outside and white on the inside that they use. What they're saying is that they have false consciousness willfully or not willfully. In fact, willful ignorance as it gets used very frequently from the intersectional cult is saying people who have heard the Gnostic salvific text and refuse it People who have intentionally decided not to step into the cult have willful ignorance of the cult's Gnostic doctrine, so they're not elect. And in fact, they're traitors, and they're not to be listened to, just like women who don't go along with feminism are gender traitors. But the elect, the capital B politically black CRT activists that are the proper anti-racists, the feminists who have feminist consciousness, the queers who have queer consciousness that they've awakened to or woke up to or are just woke to, and so on. And, and with Marx, class consciousness, the people who realize what it means to be in the expropriated class, as they would put it, uh, alienated from their true sense of selves and humanity and from thus from their work um, by the forces of capitalism, that these people are the ones who have the true voice because they're the ones who are the Gnostics who understand what it actually means to be in a class. So this is, in other words, those Gnostics are the, what I've said before, the inner circle of or sorry, not the inner circle, the inner school, the people who have been enlightened to the meaning of the cult structure. The inner circle is probably above them pulling the strings and may not even believe in any of it. 
The outer school, however, are just the masses of people that they get to think this way, that they lure into thinking in terms of the class, that they lure into thinking in terms of their identity and that their identity is forward. This is again why intersectionality, even though the infinite intersection of identities runs down to the individual, will never embrace individualism. It will always center you thinking of yourself as a member of this class and that class and that class and that class. And every time that you speak, you will speak as a member of that class. And if you're enlightened or elect in the Gnostic understanding of that, in other words, if you have a critical consciousness of your identity, you will speak from or with authority as to what it means to be that. And if you don't have that, you're not really part of the club yet. So you will see a seamless translation between, uh, you know, who counts as true women well, the feminists, who counts as true blacks? Well, the capital B political black that Nicole Hannah-Jones was talking about. Who are the true sexual minorities? Well, the capital Q queers, that's who. The people who have queer consciousness awakened through queer theory, which is a Gnostic cult of uh, human transformation and societal transformation. And this echoes all the way through the whole thing. Who are the true uh, the, the true, uh, working class. Well, the true working class are not the workers themselves. They're in fact, the proletariat that's been awakened to class consciousness by Marxism. And who are the true knowers? If we go into Paulo Freire's education theory, well, they're the people who actually understand the concrete conditions of their life through a Marxist lens. In other words, are the ones who've been conscientized, which is literally the word that I think is the precursor to woke. Uh, and so, this structure appears again and again. So how is this relevant to things like diversity and inclusion? Well, being diverse means that you are diverse to the hegemonic status quo. But what that actually means is that you've adopted this. You are a member of the Gnostic elect of some social Gnostic cult, or maybe more than one through intersectionality. You have adopted that Gnostic view so that you can speak with authority as to what it means to say as a black person or as a black lesbian or as a feminist woman or as a woman, because those are synonymous when you believe in the cult, as a feminist and as a woman are synonymous when you believe in the cult. And you can speak with that authority that nobody else gets because you have the secret saving knowledge that resists the demiurge and that's evil spirit power that's permeating all of the world through systemic power dynamics like patriarchy, systemic racism, hetero and transphobia or whatever, or heteronormativity, I should say, and transphobia. Uh, you get the idea. So diversity means Gnostic elect within the social Gnostic religion in one dimension or more, at least one though. In other words, having at least a two-dimensional consciousness, not one-dimensional man, like Herbert Marcuse said, everybody is until they awaken to this cult consciousness of critical consciousness, which is what he specifically names in the book as granting the second dimension of thought. That's why they're better than you, at least in their own minds. That's why they get to have authority. That's why they get to speak for all women, and women who disagree don't get to speak for any women. And when I say women, it could be whichever class you want, workers, women, black, sexual minority, other racial minority, disabled, it doesn't matter. The Gnostic elect are the only representatives. And the goal, the outer school, is to recruit as many people as possible to identify socially and emotionally with that identity category. Now, 
in general, the strategy is often that you're supposed to remember that your target's reaction is your real action. So by focusing on identity politics, say with race or sex, it's very easy to trigger people on the other side of this to think in terms of identity politics of race or sex. You can push CRT until people start pushing white identity politics as a, a thought out, as a thought of answer. It's not an answer. In fact, it's a trap CRT is setting you up for because it's just more identification into what it means to really be a race. You actually are bringing into reality or reifying, as the phrasing goes from the older Marxist literature, the uh, social structures, the, the, the mystical esoteric social structures that they claim permeate all of reality and define it. So you're actually making their nonsense come true by taking the bait. You know, the manosphere and men's rights activists as an answer to feminism. I mean, I, it's easy to be sympathetic to these things, but you must resist taking the bait. You must resist going into any of this uh, identity politics as an answer to identity politics. Now, I've digressed a lot. The point was really, so I'll just remind you of that and close up, close up shop for the day. But the point was to, to point out to you that this isn't a mistake. When you try to criticize an aspect of the woke cult, they will hide behind the entire class that they believe that they speak for. So if you criticize feminism, you're attacking women, which is bullshit. If you attack trans activists or drag queens, you attack LGBTQ plus IA 9420 something. You attack the whole cobbled together acronym class, which is bullshit. If you attack uh, critical race theory, you dislike black scholarship and you dislike, you maybe are just a racist. You dislike blacks. This is literally how they operate. They think that their Gnosticism is the true understanding of what it means to be whatever they happen to be, their social Gnostic belief in whichever domain, race, sex, sexuality, so on. And they can therefore seamlessly translate back and forth between the specific, the radical, the activist, which is the Mott of a Mott and Bailey, and the broader class that they've identified with that they claim to advocate for, but they're actually grifting off of and hiding behind like human shields. And that's that would be the Bailey of this Mott and Bailey game. So you attack feminists or even specific feminists and you're attacking women. You attack a gay activist who's doing queer theory and you're attacking gay people. And that's the Mott, the 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 highly sorry I had it backwards the mot is the is the broader class that's the thing nobody would want to attack women or gay people that'd be prejudiced however what's going on is what they want to do is they want to be the activists in the Bailey they want to be the activists who are going to go out and um, do their activism behind the shield of the class they identify with it's very important to be able to pick this apart and understand what's going on and in fact to expose and name the dynamic so that it doesn't roll you you're not attacking women you're attacking specific concepts and radical feminism that don't define women you have to demystify that circumstance for people so that they'll understand that the problem is specific ideas within radical feminism or maybe even radical feminists of specific uh you know behaviors at certain times not women as a class and those feminists were not representative of women as a class same thing in fact they're 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 usurpers of that class in order to drive the radical politics. Same thing within the uh, queer activism hiding behind the LGBT 
QI, whatever acronym, but specifically behind lesbians, gays, and bisexuals, they're hiding behind those people. And you have to be able to call that out. They are not the actual concrete representatives of that class. They are a fringe splinter hiding behind it and using them as human shields, kind of like Hamas does. It's the same exact strategy, the same exact mentality. And it is something that with patience, you can lead people into discernment about. You can break that mystification for them. Uh, you can you can expose to them that what you have is people who think that they get to be the unique representatives of a class because their entire mindset is in the collectivist class orientation, uh, that you have no meaning outside of your collectivist class orientation, which you can then be enlightened within and thus save humanity from itself and from the evil spirit demiurge powers, patriarchy, systemic racism, and so on, uh, by becoming a social Gnostic. And so when they do this, what they're telling you without telling you, without even knowing it themselves, if these feminists are anything to go by that I've been arguing with recently, what they're telling you is that they're Gnostics and that they think they are the true representatives of the class that they've adopted as their core identity. It's not that hard to understand. <laughs>